case you couldn't tell, I'm a little, a little pasty here, but the sun is actually out. Yes, yes it is. Golly. It is February 21st, 2021. You know what that means. You know what that means. Spike. Chris. Show, believe it or not. I don't know what you're doing here because our fearless leader, Beijing Bo Joe Bo Biden. Joe Biden. <laughs> what? He's... He, was, he just said the other day that uh, minorities can't get online. They don't know how. So what are you doing here? I mean, we're, we're streaming what? Facebook? Should be a bunch of stuff down here at the bottom, like Facebook. YouTube and all these other things. What, what are you I, doing here? I don't listen to white people. That's true. Never listen to me. Anyway. It's a joke. It's, it's been... a joke. Calm down. There you go. There's for everybody who's upset. Now. It's been a couple of weeks since we did this because it's been one week since you looked at me. What the? Sorry. I'm half off the screen because I'm kind of in the middle of the line of fire here with the. With the. With the there we go. Like I said, the sun's out, so incredibly enough, but it's been. We have been right in the middle of the polar vortex. Hopefully, it'll take care of it this decade. Nobody as worse as Texas. I actually feel bad for Texas. Texas has. We don't know how to drive in snow. Okay. Texas don't know how to drive. They they don't even. I didn't even know that Texas did not have, a, you know, snow plows. They don't or, need it. They usually don't have the yeah, snow. Yeah, but I still plows. thought that every state like. Texas should probably start investing because right now we're in the middle of. I mean, months. California gets snow, so and and New Mexico. So how come? How many snow plows you've seen in Hollywood? Well, yeah, but I just uh, thought uh, that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I just thought everybody was prepared for that just in case, like flood insurance. And Pro tip, kids. Aside from me being pasty as I'll get out. Pro tip: We're in the middle of what's called a solar minimum, and what that means is that. Sun act, sunspot activity is at a minimum right now, which means there's less energy radiating out from the sun, which means the earth gets a little cooler. So you will most likely be hearing about global cooling again for the first time since the Our 70s. So, look, the sun has more effect on global temperatures than all the cow farts in the world and Greta Thunderbird, whatever her name is. But anyway, so yeah, it's going to be getting a little colder. Texas, you may want to start stockpiling up on some of that rock. So anyway, I'm just saying. Yes. And let's let's also face it with this little round. We got a bunch of ice in the middle of it, and nobody. I don't care if you're in Alaska or you're in Texas. Nobody can drive on ice very well. So, so there's that. Now, I believe you have something to. He's got. It's been two weeks, so he's got like 40 cards here. He's, he's laying them out like he's playing Uno or something. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah. Well, you were talking about trying to start something on Twitch, but I don't think, that's, I don't think those are the games Twitch plays. Although, it, they actually, probably yes, should they probably do. be more interesting. Actually, then. yes, they do. Oh, they actually play Uno I actually watched a, a whole game like sometime in the middle of the week last week. It's a slow week. Anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I guess let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. Jesus Christ. Well, not yet. Not I was yet. talking about some deaths oh. that happened since we haven't really been able to do this for a while. 
There's been some deaths. Uh, I noticed that. And as soon as I started talking about nobody escapes the 90s, suddenly everybody starts dying in their 70s again. So it's like, <laughs> of course, I'm pushing 50, so I need to lay off that stuff. Stop. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, it wasn't that long ago that I reported that uh, Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell, who played Screech, um, was <clears throat> had cancer. We didn't know how bad. Well, for those of you who saw those of you who saw the last last episode, I was cussing you up and down because I was making fun of him, and then you tell me he died, and I had to sit there and smack you for not telling me that. You're like an untrained dog. You just go everywhere. I had to snap. Jeez. I was humping your legs, folks. Don't worry about it. But anyway, apparently he had stage 4 cancer and passed away at the age of 44. I've outlived another one. Screech Only the good die young and screech. Yeah. Uh, actor Christopher Plummer passed away at the age of ninety-one. Nobody escapes the nineties. Uh, he's best. He's been in. He's been in everything. God. He's been in everything. Uh, I think his most famous one, The Sound of Music, and that was when he was like way much younger. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and uh, I think his last movie was Knives Out. Which if you've never seen Knives Out, go watch Knives Out. That is a I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, that movie, shoo, it is out on DVD good. for eight bucks. Yeah, actually, I got it, but I think somebody's borrowing it. But I'll get it back. I'll never watch it. Anyway, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have him on my list, but Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Passed away. Yeah, I think he had turned. What did Rush, Rush Limbaugh was in the seventies? I think I can't remember exactly what. Now I tweeted out on the account. Uh, the day he died, I tweeted it out and tweeted, sent out a tweet saying goodbye to him and saying, watch, you can tell exactly who the evil people are online by how they respond to this. And sure enough, they just couldn't help themselves. Rest in piss started trending number one. So it's just, I told you, the evil's real, it's out there. And Especially things like this will show you exactly what they... Mock people when they're, you know, died. But yeah, uh, there's been a lot of death, so. As we move on. Moving on. Uh, um, so, Disney Plus is doing all kinds of stuff trying to get shows, especially shows that is related to the Marvel franchise. Well, the director of the Black Panther has signed a five year deal with Disney and will be doing a uh, TV series on Disney Plus about Kingdom of Wakanda. So it's all going to be centered around Wakanda. I don't think it's going to be centered around... It's not going to be centered around the Panthers. It might tell, like, the past. Like, you know, his father and, or something like that. But it's going to basically, I guess, be about the people in Wakanda. So It's a, it's a fictionalized universe. It's it's one of those worlds where it's a fantastic world. You can tell any kind of story in it that you want because it's just off on its own little planet there. So that's oh yeah. That that could be fun if they treat it right. Whether they'll treat it right or not, I don't know. So that's anybody's guess. It could be. But that's, isn't that's it? from the pasty white guy over here who's <clears throat> glowing in the sunlight. Anyway. <laughs> glowing. Glowing. 
had a glow. Uh, Disney, has a glow. Go ahead. <laughs> Disney Plus has also reached 94.9 million subscribers. <laughs> and, they were at 95 until they canceled Gina Carano. And uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, they actually estimated, I don't know who sits there and actually estimate this bull, mm. but they said that they will pass Netflix uh, subscribers in 2026. Mm -hmm. Like, who sits there and says, oh, by this day, we'll be past Netflix. Like, they... <laughs> what? Here's the hilarious thing. This is the only real money-making revenue source that they have at the moment. Anything that's reliable. The the TV shows, the broad, ABC isn't making them a dime. All, ESPN is costing them money. All these things that they have, the, public, the book publishers... The Marvel publishing firm, all the other stuff is costing them money. They, they're they just shedding money like crazy. But, by golly, Disney Plus throws out enough cash to help keep them afloat. They will... Uh, Disney Plus is one of the one of the few that survived because they're, they have enough material Contents. and they have enough of a reputation as a studio... They can get away with it. Warner Brothers cannot. When you tell people Warner Brothers, what are they going to think of? Most likely, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck. They'll think of the Looney Tunes. Okay. If you tell people MGM, they'll think of either the Wizard of Oz or they'll think of Tom and Jerry. It, it's just the way it is. Or, or some of them may, might actually say James Bond. But Disney has so much creative stock put away and they don't let themselves unleash 90% of it because they're either afraid to or they're trying to hold back on it. Whether they can actually come within a stone's throw of Netflix out of any of them, I think I said this up front back when, back before all this happened and I was predicting somebody has a bad habit of doing that back when I was predicting this would happen I said that uh, out of all of them Disney would be the one most likely to make it because that's where all the kids would be. And the parents trying to get 30 minutes apiece. But, uh... true. Considering how many of those 95 million subscribers are Verizon subscribers and get it through there? Hmm. How many of those are comps, I wonder? <laughs> Netflix don't do comps. Netflix does not do comps. Don't need it, don't want it. Although, quite honestly, I can't think of... Now, hold on, I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything that Netflix has released in the last three years that would make me want to see Netflix. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I, I honestly can't think of a single thing Netflix has done over the last three years. I'm I take still, it back, I take it back. They did Rocco's Modern Life, the movie, and I regretted it ever since. I'm still a big fan of Netflix. I, I always will be. But you know, I was actually, I laughed when I thought about this. I don't know, this is where my mind goes. Okay? Hear me out. What if all the streaming services decided to put their investor money deeper into, okay, porn? And they make their own porn. As long as the NBAs are in charge, that's what the... I mean, what the hell do you think the R rating is for, man? I was, thinking, I was, just, thinking, I was just trying to imagine. 
was like, stop for a minute. This is a legit point the man actually has. What he just said, that's the reason why the Touchstone Pictures brand exists. Because every other studio in Hollywood could make R-rated movies, but Disney just couldn't. They still had Roy Disney at the time. He would not let them pull that trigger. And then they got Mike Leisner. He wouldn't let them pull the trigger. You will never see Disney on an R-rated movie. That's why they had Touchstone Pictures. That's why Disney bought Fox. All their R-rated stuff is going to come out under the Fox banner. It's not going to come out under... It'll never come out under Disney. PG-13 is pushing it. But, uh, but you will see PG-13 Disney things, but you'll never see an R-rating until one of the major studios decides to go last tango in Paris and makes their own porn film. <laughs> I was I just thought be funny. Honestly, honestly, can you imagine how terribly that would turn out? Because they're going to have to go for the dramatic angles. They're going to have to go for dialogue coaches. They're going to have to go for all this other stuff. Nobody wants to see that. Crap. That's be and and the best part is it'll be like one of those old timey movies where. It, nothing resolves until like the last 10 seconds of the film before the, <laughs> the end. There's your climax, folks. All right. Oh, that's so moving on. Let's move on. Let's uh, get away from this. But, okay, but... Well, yeah. at, as it is, I'm probably going to have to take that out of the YouTube video. Anyway. Oh, like we, we care. We made it. We like made we care. it already. It was <laughs> good. It is, I don't know if you guys saw it, but we did get a strike from Facebook saying that we're evil and mean for retweeting how Facebook is telling investigative reporters they're not allowed to investigate on Facebook. You see that? <laughs> Again, on for Mark Zuckerberg and everybody else, well, like be, we'll be doing a video here in a little bit about what I think is going to happen to social media. We'll talk about that. But like I said, it's like that just means we made it. Mm. <laughs> That's the one I said. I take them off. You made it. I didn't even do anything. Um, I just retweeted something. And it's like, what that's all you need. Speaking That's all of you need to. speaking of tweeting stuff that are bad and Disney, Gina Carano. Here we go. My girl. We love her. She is awesome. Sorry if you don't like her. There's a lot of people that is like, oh, it's about time, and it's like on what, like what, <laughs> why? Like so, she posted her beliefs, but yet the, apparently everybody thinks that what she said was she was comparing Holocaust to her uh, religion beliefs or whatever it was, political beliefs. She was comparing liberals to Nazis. And she was saying that, and they they accused her of belittling the Holocaust victims who were Jews, by the way. First time ever I've seen any of these social justice warriors come out trying to quote defend the Jews, by the way. But that's neither here nor there. So, apparently, Disney decided to fire her from The Mandalorian, which apparently is no big deal to her because she is now landing a bunch of movie roles. And she's also doing one to, I guess she's writing, producing, directing, I don't know exactly right. what, for Daily Wire, of yeah. all people. That's awesome. Daily Wire? I was like, Daily ben Wire? Ben Shapiro's been wanting to grow a media empire for a while now. He has, to, he has to grow a set of nads before he does, but that's why he's got Gina there. She's got, <laughs> she has plenty of nards for everybody there. Gina is, look, she speaks her mind, but she doesn't care what people think. I, I understand that, you know, like, I, do you hate somebody enough to make them lose their job? Because that's not cancellation. If you think that th that's what it is, it's not, because... 
they will always be around. They can say whatever the hell they want to. She's still on Twitter. You know what amazes me about these guys? The, the longer they scream about how left-wing they are, the longer they scream about how progressive they are, the more they scream about how tolerant they are, the more McCarthyite they become. Look it up. Joseph McCarthy. And see, just watch any of his stuff. Joseph McCarthy finally went down. This, oh my God, it's been a while since we discussed my rules. Rule number one. I think. Boy, I have to. I really have to sit down and look this up. Well, I know rule number three was it's been done before. Well, rule number three then. It's all been done before. Okay. We have seen this exact <laughs> same thing happen with the blacklist, only it was supposed to be communists in Hollywood. But you see, Americans don't want to remember those things. Americans don't give a crap. The, understand, the vast majority especially, of Americans don't give a crap. Especially kids who think that they know more than everything <laughs> else. Did you see? The, okay, there was this video going around on TikTok. And I don't know if it's fake or what, but it's this teacher asking his kids, uh, the classroom, like, some questions. And man, he was going off. I was going off because they didn't know what D-Day was. They thought D-Day was a rapper. They didn't know what Pearl Harbor was. They thought Anne Frank was fake and was not a real person. Fake news. Fake Jews. And yeah. stuff like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is that? Here's the problem. We've, we, over the last 50 years, my lifetime, okay, since 1970 when the hippies started having to get jobs, we were part of the last generation that could learn history in school if you made an effort. You had to want to do it. You had to seek it out. You actually had to read those things. Okay. Now you're not even allowed to read those things. Okay. So that's how far things have, have progressed right down into the sewer hole. So, and it's on purpose. There's a reason I call the Democrats the National Socialist Party. Those of you who are paying attention know who the National Socialists were. Were is the key operative word there. But it's all been done before. And if, and again, the corollary to that rule, there's a, an old saying because it's a true saying, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And that's just, that's just the path we're going down right now with Joe McCarthy Biden and Kamala Mattress Harris. So anyway, you have any other points about Gina Carano before, uh, before I mouth off a little bit more on this? Because I do no. have points to mouth off here. Hold on. Okay. If, if you're done, I want to say something here real quick. I don't give a crap about Gina Carano and the Mandalorian. Okay? She was not the reason I paid attention to the Mandalorian. Baby Yoda was the reason you looked at the Mandalorian. Okay? I was a Baby Yoda fan, not a Gina Carano fan. I couldn't even tell you the name of her character right now. I know she was there. I know she helped the Mandalorian out. And I know Baby Yoda sat there and, and cooed when he looked at her because, let's face it, she she's well endowed. Anyway, the, the even even Yoda got to got to applaud that. Okay, but anyway, okay, Disney, Lucasfilm, and Kathleen Kennedy was the one who pulled the trigger. I know. Guys, 
What were the reasons anybody watched The Mandalorian? There's two, and one of them ain't Pablo Escobar, or whatever his name was. John Favreau, I would say. Well, with me. John Favreau was not on screen. No. Who was on screen? There were two reasons. It was just Star Wars. No. Nobody was watching Star Wars when that film started, when that series started, because we were talking about it when it started, and we were like, is it worth checking out because it's Star Wars? Star Wars sucks now after the, after the movies and stuff. We were, we were down on Star Wars like, meh. It was a Mandalorian. <sighs> All right. It was uh, Baby Yoda number one, and Gina Carano was number two. She was for the... <laughs> she was what the chicks identified with. Go ahead, throw tomatoes at me. I don't care. Gina, Car Gina Carano was one of the things. Oh, and there are Carl Weathers fans out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who watched The Mandalorian from The Mandalorian. There might have been a few Boba Fett fans out there, but we know what Boba Fett fans are like. But mm. Boba Fettish. Anyway, the uh, so okay, you got rid of Baby Yoda. Luke Skywalker's taking off him. The real Luke Skywalker, by the way. <laughs> Gina Carano's gone. What are you going to do? Watch... I don't know what they're going to do now. What are you going to do? Watch the Taco Bell Chihuahua on Pedro Pascal's leg for, for eight episodes? Hey, I missed that dog. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, what's, what, what are you going to come back for season three for? What the? Because I think season three was actually supposed to be about Gina Carano's character. No, they were supposed to do a spinoff. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were going to do a spinoff of it. And here's the other thing, too. Kathleen Kennedy is supposed to be such a feminist and the force is female and all this other stuff. Where the hell did you get rid of the strongest female character since Princess Leia in the entire Star Wars saga? Hmm? True. Because hmm? you didn't like her tweet? Dumb for you. And as a result, Gina Carano is now writing and directing her own stuff. She's going to be... And let's face it, she, I'll watch it. 75 million people out there that are still ticked off at everything in the, anything media related right now. Yes. I won't get into the reasons why, but 75 million is a very significant number. They will be quite happy to watch anything she's in, I would think. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Me, me. I'm just saying. I would be. So anyway, I'm done. Moving on. Oh. And, and that's it. We kind of moved off from The Mandalorian. Uh, Pedro Pascal is actually going to be playing in, uh, will be playing Joe in the live action series The Last of Us on HBO Max. Now, The Last of Us is of course based off of the video game about survivals in the uh, zombie apocalypse. I know, Walking Dead, we've already been there. Trust me, I know. But, the game seems to be bigger than The Walking Dead now. <laughs> Give it a year, it will be. It won't. So, yeah, that's a thing. There we go. Okay, so what was the next thing we were going to talk about? Oh. Okay, <laughs> I, okay, now, here's what I retained, okay? Pedro Escobar is going to be in some kind of movie based on a video game, based on a TV series, based on something that was done and over with ten years ago, which was actually done and over with two years before I was born. 
and it's going to be on HBO Max, which is one more reason I'm not going to give Warner Brothers 15 bucks a month, right? Did I get it? We got the gist yeah, on it. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> There's another video done. Let's move on. Uh, James Cameron will be making a True Lies TV show for CBS. What is it with CBS 1991 all of a sudden? 1991, 92. Early 90s stuff. Okay, oh, yeah, that's right. Clarice. Diver. You got MacGyver uh, going. Well, that's the uh, 80s. That's more 80s, I think. But I'm talking about Clarice. Oh, Nobody Clarice. has done anything. Clarice is a spin off from the Silence of the Lambs movie. Okay. They already did one for Hannibal, which was the interesting character in the. And <laughs> that went nowhere. So now they're doing it with Clarice, okay? Let me explain something, okay? Honestly, I and she who will not be named here sat down. We tried to watch Clarice. We actually, I actually tried, I wanted to watch Clarice. Now, hold on. You're, that puts you one up on me. I'll admit. You outsmarted me on that one. Sat down and watched about 15 minutes of Clarice, and I had to turn it off because, <laughs> I swear to God, in the script, aside from the fact that they are setting Clarice up to be the biggest Mary Sue since Batwoman, season two. There's fun. I haven't even decided to do <laughs> or Bat that. Batwoman season one, even. I actually. never even made it through the first season on that one. They made a reference to magic erasers. Which didn't. And they explicitly said this series is set in 1992-93. Because it was right after she took down Buffalo Bill. Okay, Spoilers if you've never seen Spot Silence of the Lambs. So this is specifically set in 1993. They specifically referenced Magic Erasers, which did, wouldn't come out for another 12 year, 20 years after that, actually. And <laughs> they, they, really? there was actually another reference. I can't remember what it was, but it was to something else that did not exist in 1993. I was just waiting for somebody to talk about their Netflix queue. And I was just like, okay, you're done. This is written by millennials who don't know what the F they're talking about. Time to move on. Wow. Twice in 15 minutes, y'all. That is lazy writing. That is lazy writing. That is bad. Aside from the fact that you're setting her up to be a Mary Sue, aside from the fact that you're setting the, the guy in charge of this supposed project is being set up to be the biggest misogynist jerk ass this, this side of <laughs> this chair... <laughs> Remember, complaints are always to my left because no one's to the right of me. Anyway, so yeah, no more Clarice, no more, what was this other one they were going to try to resurface? I don't even, I don't, this isn't even about Clarice. You mentioned some other show yeah. they were going to try to re <laughs> regurgitate here. True Lies. True Lies. It's not even Resurrection. That's a regurgitation because the movie wasn't that good. Yes, it had Schwarzenegger. Yes, it had Jamie Lee Curtis. But it was not a good movie. True Lies was a horrible, horrible movie. It was good for sucking down Cokes and eating popcorn with, with yeah, the girl was, or I mean, something. It was, it was but it, it, just like Terminator. It's one of those like action, filled with action movies. Terminator. Just like, Let me say something. I like Terminator 2 better than Terminator 1. And this is weird. I don't Everybody know why. does. Okay, but <laughs> I've seen Terminator 2 once. I have seen the original Terminator five times. And they made many more after that, and people to this day say, 
The second one's the only one you need to watch. Right. Second so. one's the <laughs> I would recommend watching, if you're going to watch Terminator, watch the first one and watch the second one. Or better yet, watch the second one, then watch the first one, because then you get the time <laughs> screw up and everything, and there you're totally confused, just like anybody who tries to write a Terminator film would be. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? For God's sake. True lies. True lies. <laughs> you see how much of an effect true lies ever had on me? So anyway, there's that video. So, moving on. Alright, so this next story. Make me care, Chris. Okay, this is my apology. This is my apology. This is my apology. Okay. You should. You should. Okay, so first of all, I want to say deeply sorry how I am because I have been on Josh Whedon's side for a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, you didn't see the Justice League cut, have you? No, it's not that. <laughs> uh, the whole thing with Ray Fisher and his claims of what went on with Josh Whedon. Mm -hmm. And I stuck up for Joss Whedon, and I because I grew up watching Buffy, Angel, Firefly, uh, Dark Angel. Uh, is it Dark Angel? Yeah, Dark Angel. Uh, you know all this stuff. Loved it. Avengers. And I didn't really care much about Ray Fisher because Ray Fisher never came out and literally said exactly all the stuff that went on. Just said it was a toxic set. You know, that's it. Well, now Ray Fisher's been fired, and I still say that that's uh, honestly a good thing. I don't like Ray Fisher. Yeah, I don't know why they were cramming cyborg down my throat so much, but anyway. But now we are getting reports from basically everyone. The cast of Buffy <laughs> is coming up uh, talking about how Josh Whedon has body shamed. You name it, it, it pretty much has happened. Uh, even down to the point where uh, the youngest on the set, Michelle Trachtenberg, I think that's her name. Mm -hmm. uh, the Nickelodeon was, kids. Yeah. He was not allowed to be even near her. <laughs> um, yeah, all of them are coming out. Even a, a guy, a one guy, actually came out who wrote with uh, Joss Whedon on something. I forgot what it was. But he always made the female writers cry. So, I'm, I guess he is a total scumbag. I apologize because I did stick up for him because I loved his work. And I wasn't getting tons of information from uh, Ray Fisher. But now, with all these people that I grew up with watching are coming out and saying all these things, it's like, well, I guess it is true, you know. I don't know why it took him so long to wait and had to say something. I still, to be honest, the whole body shaming thing, yeah, that's a total douchebag move, but it's not something that I would literally hold over somebody's head for years and years and years. Unless that guy's going to be a douchebag every time he turns around, which apparently he has done, so yeah. So that's my apology on that one. I was wrong. Just reading is a douchebag. My reaction on this is, have you noticed my head's kind of bigger than yours at this angle? <coughs> I'm just saying, it's my head's, a, my head's like this tall, 
and then it's like that much bigger than you. I think you're sitting a little bit further away from the camera, which is which is fine, but I, I am paying attention. I think he smokes some. <laughs> it's the brownies. Joss Whedon. <laughs> that black cocoa baby. Anyway. Joss Whedon, okay? Yes. Joss Whedon suffers. Listen to me. There are a lot of people in Hollywood who are going through this, who went through this, and who are going to go through this. It's called JLBS. Okay, JLBS. This is a real thing. It's a serious condition, and it's called Jealous Little Bitch Syndrome. Okay? Joss Whedon is surrounded by people who are less talented than he is. Okay? Joss Whedon is an asshole. No doubt. Okay? No argument. You worked with him. Okay? You didn't want it. You didn't like the set? Walk. Why? That now, here's the other thing, too. Okay? Joss Whedon's sitting there body shaming you. He's making, he's making the girl from Pete and Pete, the younger girl, cry. Okay? Younger Pete's friend. Best friend is Michelle Trachtenberg. I think. I believe. Holy cow. So, <laughs> don't ask where I make these mental pictures. Either that or she was one of the all that crew. But anyway, actually, I think she did both. Anyway, Joss Whedon is an a hole, no doubt. No arguments, okay? Harlan Ellison is a raging a hole, but he's also extremely talented. Okay? Geniuses are usually. Geniuses assholes. are assholes, okay? Ask this one. He's sitting next to a genius. <laughs> See? Chris, tell, tell the kids at home, am I an asshole? Yes, yes, he is. I, and then the thing is, here's the other thing, too. Go ask Joss Whedon, are you an asshole? Yeah, yeah, I am. Go ask Harlan Ellison. Harlan Ellison actually wrote a whole book about being an asshole. He doesn't care. Go ahead, guys. By all means, pile on. Just pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on. The entire cast of Buffy piles on. The entire cast of Firefly piles on. The entire cast of Dung Heap and the News, it just piles on. Give us something, something we can use. We love dirty laundry. Just pile on. Because you're showing your true colors, guys. Okay? This has been going on since long before Hollywood, since long before Shakespeare, since long before Aesop, people, the, the good storytellers can be a-holes, okay? Because they have a different way of looking at things. You and your changing moral turpitudes, whatever your freak is right now. You're, right now, everybody's all freaky-deaky because it's about body shaming. Oh my God, he called me fat. Because you're fat, honey. I'm fat, but I'm a fat asshole. I can admit I'm fat. You, on the other hand, are a fat asshole who can't admit you're fat or an asshole. So, who is in a better place here? You, because you're sitting there scared and worried and complaining, and oh, you want your other three minutes remaining of your 15 minutes of fame because now you're going to pile on Joss Whedon or Harlan Ellison or any of about a thousand other guys. And it's almost always guys, no. I think Kathleen Kennedy's the only female executive who catches it in a short these days. That's true. Grow the F up. Grow up.
I'm not, I'm not kidding. This garbage like this is the reason it's taken me two weeks to drag myself in front of a camera. That and a huge winter, winter storm and stuff. And, <laughs> and losing cats and losing friends and losing a bunch of other things. That's what's kept us up. But it is getting harder and harder to go on social media things, to engage with other people because everything is just... Mm. Have you ever seen the episode of uh, Rocco's Modern Life about Mount Frosty? Mount Frosty was where, where Rocco and Heifer went skiing. There's a point here, trust me. They go skiing. Okay, they're supposed to be picking up a pile of comics for Rocco's boss at kind of a lot of comics. So, they've got the comics and stuff. Rocco's got the money to buy the comics. Okay? But they get snowed out. They can't get to wherever the place is that has the comics to pick up. And so Heifer sees Mount Frosty where everything is $5. So you get everything for $5. So they pull up. They pay their admission. Each one. $5. They go inside. Well, they need skis. Well, it's $5. But I thought she said everything was $5. Yeah. Every thing is $5. And it just piles on and piles on and piles on. The point I'm trying to make here is that eventually if people keep piling on to these geniuses and they keep burying them in all this garbage, okay, you made your salient point, you're relevant for five more minutes. Way to go, extra number 15 in Firefly episode number 12. Way to go, pal. You showed us all. And then Joss Whedon isn't going to be able to do it, make a single project in Hollywood for the next year. That's how much effect you have, pal. Congratulations. Way to go. But all this stuff that piles on, and, get, and the best part, now everybody is starting to expect to hear these things from people, and nobody's going to take any of these reports seriously. So, when I apologized, I want to also make clear if Josh Whedon comes up with another TV show or a movie, yes, I'm going to watch it. It's just now I know he's an asshole. <laughs> so that, now uh, you have a healthy relationship with Hollywood. I mean, I should, like, you know, clarify. You there know. you go, from the mouth of babes right there. He, he's got it now. He's, now he has a healthy relationship Look, with his media. When you hear stories going back in, like, the... 50s, 60s of Hollywood, the things that people like, you know, Judy Garland had to go through, or, you know, some of the Rat Pack, or some of the, you know, just all these stories, trust me, this is nothing. Hey, Chris. Yes. You really want to have fun? Oh. <laughs> go. Now be careful. Make sure you do this in, like, incognito mode or something when you do it. Do a search for Fatty Arbuckle. Okay. Uh, do you know who Fatty Arbuckle is? I've heard of that. You've heard of it. I cannot remember. You have not heard the story yet. There is a story about Fatty Arbuckle, and the only clue I'll give you, Coke bottle. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. It's on you if you look it up. But, like I said, rule number three, nothing new under the sun. Right? Right. It's all been done before. Believe me, these body shame guys. Oh, oh, oh. Betty Orbuckle was 350 pounds if he was a day old. Trust me, he didn't. And he, the best part is, 
double standards and hypocrisy were a, a prerequisite for Hollywood back in those days. He body shamed the hell out of every chick he came across. Like I said, Coke bottle. Look it up. Anyway. <laughs> but like I said, you don't want to do that where it hangs on to your search history, okay? You don't want anything to do that. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I got... Three more stories. Oh, thank God. Uh, DC is uh, moving forward. Oh, is not moving forward. It's with, the other. With Wonder Girl on the CW. Oh, thank God. Apparently. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't even know this was a thing, and I'm thanking God they didn't go forward with it. Go ahead. Apparently, this is not the only thing that they... Uh, That's the only thing that I'm they're not with. the <laughs> only thing that they're not moving forward with because apparently the CW was also going to try a live action Powerpuff Girls series. Mm, I remember that one. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> I understand the reason I'm giggling so hard. I've been a DC fanboy since 1980, okay? I didn't know that was I was I was there for the original run of Marv Wolfman and George Perez when they resurrected the new Teen Titans. When Robin, Robin was still Dick Grayson, he had the tight pants, and everybody loved his buns. <laughs> that was when that was when they created Cyborg and Starfire and Raven, and they turned Beast Boy into Changeling, and they had Terra showed up, and she rips their hearts out. Spoilers, and all this other stuff. I was there when it published as a monthly book. I was I've been there. They didn't know what the hell to do with Wonder Girl back then. Swear to God, they didn't, because. The original idea was to tell stories about Wonder Woman when she was a teenage girl. But she was hanging out with the Teen Titans because they had Batman Jr. was there, Robin. You had Flash Jr. was there, Kid Flash. You had Aquaman Jr. was there, Aqualad. Well, why not have Wonder Woman Jr., Wonder Girl? Okay, So she couldn't be Wonder Woman as a young girl. She now exists separate. So they're trying to hash this out in Teen Titans from like 1968, okay? It's been an absolute mess, a continuity, continuity snarl since, since the mid-60s, trying to figure out who is Wonder Girl, where did she come from? She didn't, she, obviously she was on the Paradise Island with the other Amazons, she's, she can fight like an Amazon, but she's not Wonder Woman. She's, she didn't compete against Wonder Woman so because she's not as old as Wonder Woman. So where did she come from? How did she wind up in the real world? Who is she? So they, came, they called her Donna Troy. Well, who were her parents? Uh, who is any Amazon's parent? Uh, and then all this other stuff. And then they came up with this idea. Well, well she washed up on Paradise Island one day. Her, her, her boat sank that had her parents or something. She washes up and she gets raised and trained by the Amazons. And then they introduced Wonder Tot. And just screwed it all up again. That was Wonder Woman as a baby. Okay, so. So, that's why I was giggling so hard because Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, whatever you want to call her this week, has been the, this is not, a, not even a joke, one of the biggest problems in the entire DC universe because they can't figure out what to do with her. Her and Power Girl were the two characters that caused the most trouble when it came to making the entire universe fit together. 
because Power Girl came from Earth too, but she was too popular because she, she had yeah. ample bosoms. And they didn't want to get rid of her. And then they brought her over in 1985 after the Crisis on Infinite Earths into the new DC Universe where everything made sense, right? Except for her and for Don and it turns out Donna Troy. Anyway, that's why I was giggling like me. Anyway, <laughs> there's that one. Let's try. You said you got one more? Two more. Two more. Uh, this one, uh, I'm saving the best for last, honestly, yeah. for me, I think. J.J. Uh, Abrams, I know you like that, uh, will yeah. be doing a Constantine show for HBO Max. Why? I don't know. Why? What is the fascination everybody has with Constantine? I have no idea. I never found him interesting. Unless oh. he was a ooh, go ahead and make your point. What I'll, if I'll, I will watch it if they get David Tennant to play Constantine? <laughs> he would be yeah. perfect. David Tennant's too busy being Scrooge McDuck. Well, actually, no, he's not anymore because they canceled it. But yeah, they canceled Duck <laughs> Tales. Sorry. Although they are talking about doing one final movie to wrap everything. Now you know Disney's got to cut everything at the, off at the knees after some oh, episodes. It's a Doctor Who reunion show, man. They couldn't they couldn't keep affording all the talent. Anyway, Constantine was the one part of the entire Swamp Thing franchise. This is what everybody forgets. He's a spinoff from Swamp Thing. That's where he came from. He was one of the protagonists or an, excuse me antagonists in the Swamp Thing saga. That's where he came from. Which is weird, too. Which is weird. But he was also, he popped up, actually, he was, he popped up right, I believe, somebody can correct me if they're paying attention, mid-80s, that right around Crisis on Infinite Earths, because he's another DC Comics character, by the way. That's why he keeps turning up on HBO Max. He turned up right around Crisis on Infinite Earths to explain how Swamp Thing was going to survive this whole anti-matter thing. But I think the reason why everybody's wanting to do something with Constantine is because they're still going off of the movie that Keanu Reeves, play, when he played Constantine. Because, honestly, that movie was actually pretty good. It's underrated. It's actually really good. But I think everybody wants to be make the show like that. Yeah. And they just can't figure because out Because people way. want to see it. Keanu Reeves has fans, man. I'll tell you that. Anyway. Okay, one more story, and then we're going to wrap this. This story, um, look, sometimes you just need to find joy in this world. And this video is everywhere. It's on Facebook, Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on TikTok. It's everywhere. And it brings a smile to my face every time I see it. The chick who put Gorilla Glue in her hair? <laughs> no. <laughs> That puts a smile on your face in a different way. Uh, director Andy, I'm going to try to pronounce his last name, Andy Muschietti, <laughs> Muschietti, Muschietti, uh, whatever, shitty, shitty. Um, was doing a Zoom call <laughs> with young actress Sasha Colley, who is, uh, apparently she's on Young and the Restless that I've never watched. Don't know who this girl is. She is a Latina 22-year-old. She was doing a Zoom call with the director of Flash. And in the Flash movie, apparently, Supergirl is going to be in it. So she surprised the young, he surprised the young actress with the job of playing Supergirl 
in the movie. First Latina to play Supergirl. And honestly, I am freaking happy about this. There's already artwork of her in the outfit. Doesn't have the blonde, long blonde hair. Just the short brown, like, and I'm like, yeah, why not? We haven't gotten, I mean, I know there's fans of the TV show Supergirl. But, eh, I'm not a big fan of that, but... Nobody, that's one of, That's one character that nobody's actually ever done the right way, I felt. And they could have. This might be a chance. So I'm all for it. And the video, you can watch it anywhere. It's actually, I don't know, it, it's a feel-good thing. She starts crying because she didn't know what was coming or anything like that. And it was just, it was nice. I'm not a big fan of the race lifting things. If you're doing it just for but the purpose Supergirl of doing it, but it's Supergirl, and I see, I figured that. But I was like, yeah, but it's Supergirl because nobody really cares about Supergirl. That's that's the other thing. So you can play. Yeah. She's a little more malleable than than say Superman was. Yeah, you can take play anybody on her. Take the Shazam movie where he he Shazam the way he's being portrayed now in the comic books is actually turning into more of a Latino-style hero. I don't know why, but that's the way they're, that's the way they're drawing well, it. Well, it was like... In the book. But it can be done if done... One, you need a character who's malleable enough to do it. Two, got to have a story to pull it off because you need to make them actually care about the character. Yeah. Here's the gold standard as far as I'm concerned when it comes to doing things like this. Okay, mm -hmm. You can take a chance casting a Latina actress as Supergirl. Uh, a stereotypic, stereotypical blonde young adult hero. Okay. Heroine, whatever. Into the Spider-Verse. The mainstream, nobody in the mainstream had a clue who Miles Morales was until that movie. Now, comic book sure. fans did. They had gotten quite used to Miles Morales from the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book. That movie got people, I, everybody knew Spider-Man's a white guy until this show. And then all of a sudden, Miles Morales could be black, he could be female, he could be a pig. He could. Spider-Man <laughs> can be all these different things. And suddenly, boom, you blew the doors wide open. Now you could tell all kinds of different stories True. and stuff. Because now, instead of being married to Mary Jane Watson, now you can have a Spider-Man who lives the 1930s and punches Raymond Chandler in the dick. It can happen, okay? You, you you can have a you can have a you know you have a spider bitten by a radioactive man. You got the Amazing Man Spider. That was a real comic book character, by the way, and a, a favorite one of mine, by the way. But uh, it's you you get all these things. Supergirl is one of those that has not impressed herself upon the general consciousness of the pop culture, the zeitgeist. I would say. Not to the... Superman's a white guy. Okay. Yeah. White guy with black hair. Batman broods. Okay. Or or he's Adam See, West. And, and it's, that's, it's one and, or the other. They, that's And that's really weird. I just want to say this. That's really weird because I, I, I'm also like... I don't think that you should race change. But it's like Superman, to me, should always be a white guy. True. Batman... I can see Batman literally being... Any color, only because who do you care more about, Batman 
or Bruce Wayne. You hear more about Batman than Bruce Wayne. Even in the shows, comic books, and everything, Bruce Wayne's like, Hi, how's it going? And then he's gone. And then it's Batman throughout the entire thing. So I feel like Batman can literally be played by anybody. But it's like Supergirl, you take a character like Supergirl, and it's like she's one of those characters that nobody really cares about because nobody's ever done her really well. You don't have a hardened mold when it comes to that character. So you don't have concrete definition of what she is, who she is, what her backstory is, and all this other stuff. You hear Supergirl, she, you figure she's from Krypton, and that's about it. That's all you get. For the record, Supergirl rocketed out. She was actually a little bit older than Clark Kent. Yeah, and supposedly went cousins out. or something and they're like cousins. that. And I don't know why they had to add that. It's like, there's the planet's big. Just to have the backstory. But, <laughs> but that would explain how she wound up on a rocket because cousins. They're both going to be into rocket. So, but anyway, she took, a, she took the long term, but her stasis field worked better. So when Clark got, got to Earth, he was a little baby and stuff. He grew up with Ma and Pa Kent. She got a little bit older and turned into a like a teenage girl by the time she reached her. So, and I don't, to be honest, I don't care as long as there's a super horse. There must be a super horse in this movie somewhere. There must be a super horse. Please let there be a super horse. Okay, he, he's lost it. He's lost it. Supergirl was the one who always got stuck with the super pets. She always got, and... You want to talk about, we were talking That's a little bit sorry. earlier, we were it's talking about the We were talking about Pat Old James. We were talking about Old James, uh, Streaky the Super Cat. I mean, everybody knows Crypto the Super Dog, right? Because that's Superman's. Yeah. That's Superman's home. Streaky the Super Cat was Supergirl's pet. But she was also the one who met Beppo the Super Monkey. <laughs> and I think it's Thunder the Super Horse. <laughs> it gets better. No, I know it does not get better. <laughs> because the Beppo the Super Horse is actually a, a, a half-human, so it can think, it has rational thoughts, it falls in love with Supergirl, and constantly dreams of whisking her off her feet and taking her away from all this nasty mess. And just sweet, sweet romance. <laughs> Wonder pets. Okay. The important thing is, the important thing is, I took this wonderful feel-good moment and just turned it into yes, porn. Yes, that's exactly yes, what was exactly. going through my head. I was like, he had to, he had to go weird on this. Yes, one. the bad guy wins again. So, <laughs> I was going to talk about, I was going to do an episode about social media, but I'm not in the mood for it right now because I'm too busy. I got Beppo on the brain. So I don't <laughs> Which, which we need to put on a T-shirt somewhere. Beppo on the brain. But oh wow! So until next time, boys and girls. That's, that's all we got time for. So that's like, gonna be the title: is Beppo on the brain. Beppo on the brain. Nothing else, and just be like Beppo on the brain, and then hey. people be like, <laughs> Yeah, just about the time that guy's making the the new sign for us and stuff, we're gonna change the name of the show to Beppo on the brain. <laughs> We are not. Yeah, start sending them in. I still have my geeking out thing from from uh, Picky Nicky 
over. Was it Picky Nicky? Yes. Yeah, Picky Nicky over Winchester. No I still got your geeking out. No I over here on please. one of our library walls, but. Yes, send me Beppo on the brain, but it needs to be like holographic and flashing oh. lights. If you can, if you've got a spare set of Christmas tree lights laying around somewhere that can blink and chase and stuff, send it and we'll put it into one of our episodes. I'm gonna put it right here, right there, where it says what the name of this show is. Because I'm Spike. I'm Chris. <laughs> this is mud. We'll see you all next time. <laughs> Taya. <laughs>